Hi, hi, hi. It's time to hit the math grind. Welcome to After Class Podcast Week 10 Algebra 1 Overview. Woo-woo. Miss Donovan here. Just to let you know, this podcast is going to be done a little bit differently. So we spent two days on each of our forms for linear functions. So instead of going day by day, we're just going to go through form by form. Once I'm done with all three forms, I'm going to go ahead and go over the assessment and then you'll be done. So let's get into today's topics. Okay, so let's get into our y equals mx plus b, our slope-intercept formula, probably the one you guys are the most comfortable with, probably seen the most, you saw a lot of it probably last year in pre-algebra. So again, I started off the day with making you guys sing our y equals mx plus b song, which I hope you all loved. Remember, when we have slope equal or slope intercept form, it is y equals mx plus b, where m is the slope and b is the y-intercept, and those are the two things you're given. So first we practiced, we identified the slope and the y-intercept of things already in slope-intercept form. And then we talked about creating equations. So when you create equations in slope-intercept form, you need two things. One, you need the slope, and two, you need the y-intercept. So there's either, there's a few ways um, to create equations. So one, you're given the slope-intercept, or you're given the slope and the y-intercept, so you just kind of plug them in. The second is you're given a set of points. Um, so maybe the points give you the y-intercept, but you have to figure out the slope. Next, you're given the table. So again, you have to find a table from the slope, or you have to find the slope from the table, and maybe the y-intercept is given to you, and then a graph where you have to figure out the slope and the y-intercept. And the second, and the last thing was, if we don't have the slope or the y-intercept, you have to find the slope and then plug in some points and find the y-intercept. So again, um, just being able to solve for um, certain variables is really important here. So again, if there is, if we are not given the slope or not given the y-intercept, to find the slope, you do. Um, m equals y2 minus y1 in the numerator over x2 minus x1 in the denominator. And then to find the y-intercept, you would plug in a point um, for x and y, and you already have your slope in theory here, and you would solve for b. So again, when we're solving for our um, slope-intercept form, we need the slope and the y-intercept. Then we talked about graphing. So when we graph them, oh, we also talked about word problems. So again, remember, um, if you have a word problem, when we're talking about if there's a flat fee or something that doesn't change, it's like a solid rate, that's going to be the y-intercept. Um, if there's something that's going up per mile, up per hour, up per whatever, that's going to be the y-intercept. Then we started graphing, and what we did is we uh, you could use the slope and the y-intercept to graph. So you graph the y-intercept and you could use the slope to find some points, or you could just plug in some x values and output the y values. Remember when you're graphing in slope-intercept form, you need to have at least three points on your graph for it to be, for it to count again as graphing. So basically overall, slope-intercept form is y equals mx plus b. You need the slope and you need the y-intercept. And to graph it, you can just plug in a bunch of x values and then output the y values and plug it in. Remember, you're either going to have a positive, a negative, a zero, or an undefined slope for linear equations. So knowing if the slope is positive, negative is going to help you with what your graph looks like if you are graphing them. So let's move on. Point slope for B, go Y minus Y1 equals M times X minus X1 Y minus Y1 equals M times X minus X1. I say Y minus Y1 is M times 
Okay, so let's get into point slope form. So point slope form was technically 12-2. Um, we started off in the book. Point slope form is y minus y1 equals m times x minus x1, where m is the slope and x1 and y1 are a point on the line. So all you need to solve point slope equations or to write point slope equations are the slope and one point on the line. Doesn't matter what point any point on the line. So we started off, um, first things first is if you don't have the slope, you need to find the slope. So you need to use your y2 minus y1 in the numerator over x2 minus x1 in the denominator. Um, and then you're usually given a point here, or if you're given a line, you have to find the you have to find a point on that line. So again, if you're given the point and you're given the slope pretty easy, just plug it in which is what makes point-slope form super, super easy. You don't really need that much. You only need two things, and half the time, you don't even need to solve for those two things if they've already given you the slope and you see the line. So again, when we're writing it, it's really just plugging it in. So when you're solving equations in point-slope form, it's really important um, that you remember that, again, the slope m is going to go in front of the x values, and that is going to be minus. So if the if the uh, integers in your point are positive numbers, you're going to be subtracting. If they're negative numbers, you're going to be adding. So it's going to be opposite of what you think you are doing. Then we went to graph it. So with point-slope form, again, there's a few ways you could graph it. So when you're graphing it, you can go ahead. It's giving you a point. So go ahead and plot the point. And you could then use the slope to graph it. Or you could change it from point-slope form to slope-intercept form. Again, it's whatever you feel more comfortable with doing. Um, so it's really going to be important that, like, for me, I, because I've obviously had a lot of practice um, using my slope-intercept form and my point-slope form that I could graph either of them just by using a point and the slope and the slope that's given to me. But if you don't want to do that, go ahead and change it into slope-intercept form and just plug in some x's and y's. And remember, again, if you are trying to find, if you're given the graph and you're finding the equation of a line in point slope, all you need is one point and to figure out the slope. So you might, you can go ahead and figure out the slope by using the rise over the run or um, y2 minus y1 in the numerator and x2 minus x1 in the denominator. But again, if you're given a line, just pick a point off that line, find the slope and plug it in. So again, point slope wasn't too hard. We use point slope really when we're not given that much information, like we're not given the y-intercept necessarily, or maybe we're not given the slope, but we're given the line. Um, again, point slope form is used because it's just easy. So um, that's point slope form. Let's get on to standard form. Standard form, standard form, standard form. So we're going to go ahead and talk about standard form, the last and final form of our linear functions. So we had two days of standard form. We started off, um, again, from our book. Remember, standard form is ax plus by equals c, where a, b, and c are all integers whose greatest common factor is 1. And a has to be greater than 1, but I'm not too picky on that one. But a and b also both can't be 0. So again, um, we are talking about standard form. We were really just kind of going through um, being able to, um, you know, put our put our functions, use our functions from standard form and just like be able to plot points as well as we talked about how standard form can be helpful when we are looking at um, looking at like um, word problems. So, again, standard form really came into play here because it's very easy to find the slope. It's very easy to find the y-intercept. 
and it's very easy to find um, the x-intercept. So again, remember, so we have our standard form. If we're determining the x-intercept, it's going to be c over a, comma, zero. Our y-intercept is going to be zero, comma, c over b, and our slope is going to be negative a over bx. So again, standard form came in really helpful here. When a is zero for standard form, remember basically you're just given a y equals line. For b, if b is zero, you're basically just given an x equals line. So it's also really easy if it's in standard form to be able to tell maybe if your slope is undefined or if your slope is zero. So we've really also worked here about um, being able to change from standard form to slope intercept form or point slope form or being able to do from point slope form to um, or slope intercept form to standard form. So again, it's really important that you're able to go back and forth through those different forms. So then we started graphing them and really when we were graphing them, we were more looking um, per se at finding, we were only graphing two points. Usually when you graph something, I'm gonna ask you for three points. For standard form, I'm only asking you to find the X and the Y intercept. So it really wasn't too hard. All you had to do was plug in zero for Y to get the X intercept. And then plug in x or zero for x to get the y-intercept and then you were done and all you had to do is plot those two points and draw your line between them and you had found your graph which is another really nice reason that standard form is so easy because when it comes to graphing it's kind of already there and laid out for you so again standard form point slope form slope intercept form they all have their different and um they're different again, like just reasons to use them, but it's just really important that you're able to recognize them and work between um, all the forms and understand what they mean. So let's get on to our assessment over. Okay, so let's go ahead and go over our assessment. Um, so again, I have the assessment right in front of me and I'm just gonna go over each and every section and the important thing is that you need to know. So there are, let me count, three sections on here, four sections, I lied. Four sections. The first section is 8.1 and 8.2, which is vertical and horizontal translation. There is only one problem with that. Remember, if it's within the X, that moves it left or right. If it's outside, not with the X, it moves it up or down. If it's inside with the X and it's subtraction, it's going to move it to the right. If it's inside within in the X and it's addition, it moves it to the left. If it's outside and it's positive with addition, it's going to move it up. If it's subtraction, it's going to move it down. Then you have 9, 1, 9, 2, 9, 3. I'm asking you three questions. I'm asking you what's the slope of a function. I'm giving you the function. Um, and I'm asking you what the slope is. Then I have two graphs. The, their slopes are either positive, negative, zero, or undefined. It is multiple choice. Go ahead and circle the one it is. Then we're doing 9, 4, where you're asked to graph. Um, all you're being do is being all that's being asked of you is to graph the function. I give you a function in slope-intercept form. Go ahead and graph it. Then we're on to our new section of 12.1, 12.2, and 12.3. Um, there's three questions. One is asking you to um, write the equation of a line passing through the point, um, a certain point, and it gives you the slope. It wants you to write it in point-slope form. The next, you're given a table, and it wants you to write the equation for that table in slope-intercept form. And the last one you're being asked to is to graph. Um, you're being asked to graph um, a function from standard form. So again, remember, you're being asked to graph it in standard form. Really, um, just uh, quickly, if you do your optional assessment over your optional assessment review, this test is going to be so much easier for you. It also shouldn't take that long. So again, as long as you know how to work between your slope intercept, your point slope and your standard form, um, you should be really golden on the new section. Other than that, we're good to go with our assessment over. 
So that is it for After Class Podcast with Ms. Donovan. Week 10 overview. Woo-woo. This was a little bit of a different setup, but I think it's going to work better here since we had three specific forms we were working with. So again, remember your assessment is tomorrow. I have office hours from 2.10 to 3 o'clock if you need them, but otherwise, please email me and let me know if you have any questions. So I guess that's it for today. I'll see you in class.